and, and as I said, great to be able to sing. I hope my voice holds out. I've been training all week, so as soon as we heard the news, but I'm a bit, a bit, a bit anyone feeling a bit husky? I, I was building it out before. I hope you were as well. I think you were. In your, in your bulletin there, there's a few floating around. There's an outline. That'll be helpful. We're going to have a Q&A at the end. Uh, so if you've got any questions or anything like that, I suggest what you do is you, as we go through these passages, you write down a few things that you want to remember. And I'll have a few little hints on the screen too. I won't make you Bible flick. It'll be all up on the screen. So have a pen out if you want to. Write a few things down. And as I said, we'll have a, a Q&A a Q&A at the end. So we saw that's, that's, that video there, of course, is just typical of everyone. That's how church begins, right? Walking in like that, fam. No, not necessarily. We're going to think about today then how, or, well, when does church finish? That's our question. When does church finish? What we've seen so far in this series, and I hope you've enjoyed it and learned a lot, what we've seen so far in this series is that church is the gathering of God's people, uh, building each other up in life. Remember, we're to, we're to be builders and not spectators because church is so special and precious to God. We're, that's what we're to do. Uh, so we're the gathering of God's people, building each other up in love, in his presence, through his word. Church is a gathering of God's people. See, it's not defined by the activities we do. It's not even defined by the songs that we do, the prayers, preaching. It's us. That's how church is defined. Us, uh, the family of God, gathering together in his presence around his word. So if that's the case, this gathering, church doesn't finish then when we conclude the formal things we do and say amen. The point is, as we continue to meet together informally over a cup of tea, a biggie, a scone if you're lucky, if the wardens allow it, um, <laughs> and uh, if we can, when we continue to, well, we're still gathering, aren't we? We're still doing church. Now, you can see there, my title for the sermon, that's eh, a little bit misleading because it's it's not really after church because church keeps going after the formal things as we meet informally after the service. You see what I mean? So this informal time is a great opportunity to be a builder and not a spectator. This is a great opportunity after the service to encourage, to have what we might call gospel conversations, building each other up in love. Now, Dennis, who um, led a, a few weeks back, uh, Dennis Wan, we know Dennis, um, he uh, said at the end of a service, and actually a number of our service leaders do this, they said, he said at the end of the service, let's continue to encourage one another as we meet over morning tea. Spot on. Absolutely. Church isn't done yet. It's still going uh, during that time, that informal time. So the point I think Dennis was making is that the informal time over tea and a bicky is as important and helpful a time uh, as for building each other up in Christ as this time is here. And you might remember the last few weeks, we've talked a bit bef about before the service. Last week we talked about during the service. And today we're going to talk about after the service. The truth is, though, uh, Sometimes our informal time over a cuppa is not always as satisfying or even encouraging uh, as we'd like it to be. And more often than not, it's the, just the trivial stuff we talk about. Now, why is that, I wonder? Why is that? I think it's, I think it's worth thinking about. Uh, you find, 
do you find it hard to talk about spiritual things? Why is that? I don't know. I think today, well, I hope today will help you if you do find it hard to think about spiritual things. I'm going to sort of give you some hot tips. I know you love my hot tips, and I'm going to give you some again on the bottom of your outline there. Uh, the first thing, to, though, is that we'll, what we'll do is we'll once again see what God's word, uh, God says to us about church, and in particular, conversations as Christians gather together. How do we build over a cuppa? How do we build over the, in this informal time after the service? What's clear is that the way we build each other up in love is by speaking God's word to one another. That's how we build. I say it again, it's really important. The way we build up each other in love is by speaking God's word to one another. Now, that's not just sort of getting out and quoting, get your Bible out and quoting scripture at each other. It's not that, all right? No, no, no. It's what it could be, I guess, if you you want to do that and the the mood's right. Um, But more often than not, it's just a conversation that's shaped by the word of God. It's a conversation of spiritual significance. And again, I'll give you some examples soon. That builds up in love. Speaking the word of God to one another. See, that's the foundation that we build on. Our building, that's us, the church, will never be as strong without a firm foundation. You know, I was reading during the week um, that that, uh, the Leaning Tower of uh, Pisa, I think it's pronounced, in Italy, um, was falling... 13 millimetres every year. So 13 millimetres every year, the Leaning Tower of Pisa was sort of leaning over and falling down. Now, to us, 13 millimetres, that's not a lot. Uh, doesn't seem much. But eventually, if it keeps going at that rate, well, of course, this, without some intervention, this 55-metre tower, it's oh, no, 820 years old, would have collapsed, kept falling down. Now, in fact, if you're a lover of TikTok, and I know many of you are... Um, then uh, the <laughs> that went down really well at 8 o'clock. <laughs> um, TikTok is a social media video streaming service. Don't look it up. Um, <laughs> but the, if you don't know, ask the young people and they'll tell you. Uh, so the, it, during, earlier this year on TikTok, there was a, there was a whole bunch of videos trending, um, being very, very popular, watched by lots and lots and lots of people, that they were all reporting that the Tower of Pisa had fallen over. And, and on they went, hashtag, Tower of Pisa Falls, something like that. Uh, lots and lots of people watched these videos, millions. Friends, do not fear, it hasn't fallen, and do not believe TikTok. Um, but early in the 1990s, Italian engineers began stabilising the tower, uh, shifting its centre of gravity with a, basically a, a few, I don't know, hundreds of truckloads of cement you know, poured underneath the bottom to make this thing uh, stable again. So it stays the way it is for a long time to come. Of course, the original problem was the, was the building was built on poor foundations. Now, the town's name should have given it away. Pisa means marshy ground. Hey, let's build a tower on marshy ground. What a great idea. They didn't quite get that right, did they? See, as God's church, let's build. Let's build each other up 
But we build each other up on firm ground, firm ground, and that's the foundation of the word of God, God's word to us. So let's now look at our first example of a church speaking God's word to one another. As I said, I'm going to have the passage up on the screen. But if you want to write a few things down and help you remember what these passages say, here's the first one. Uh, oh, there's a Living Tower of Pisa. There you go. Everyone, it's the, it's the, those lovely photos that people do. I thought that was a good one. Here we go. So the first one is 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 to 18. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. According to the Lord's word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage each other with these words. How do we encourage one another? With the words of Jesus, with the word of God. In this case, the word of the apostle, God speaking through his apostle. Now, these these are words that we need to hear. And so in this context, there there were words, especially the church in Thessalonica needed to hear because a number of, it seems a number of their Christian brothers and sisters in the church had died. That's a tough time. They needed to be encouraged. And what they needed to be encouraged by was the word of God. They needed to be encouraged of the real and certain hope of Jesus returning one day and that, they'll be, and their, and that their loved ones who trust in the Lord are with Jesus now. They need to be encouraged by the word of God. Let's look at this next one, Ephesians 4, 11 to 16. So Christ gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his church for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of God and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then, change slides, then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind and of teaching, by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every, as- every respect the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. From him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Notice that we build each other up in love by speaking the truth in love. Now, some Christians get this wrong because they think speaking the truth in love is being blunt and honest and telling it like it is. That's not what the Bible says. Speaking the truth in love, the truth is the word of God. You see that in the context very clearly. So not only does speaking the word of God to each other build us up, that's the church, in maturity, in our faith, but it also protects us. Did you see how it protects us? As we speak the word of God to one another, it protects us against craft or cunning and crafty false teachers uh, so that we're not uh, like some leaf in the breeze. I remember... Um, uh, well, yesterday, actually, I went surfing with an old, old buddy of mine and uh, we were down at Bombo and it was a bit bigger than we thought it was going to be, and, uh, which, was, which was good fun in some respects. But, hey, we're not 21 anymore. And, man, the paddle out was hard. Uh, it was, for some reason, it was just really... So we were 
these two old guys and these, you know, trying to paddle out and duck diving, oh, bang, duck dive, oh, bang. It must have been hitting a bank or something like that. Down, back, down, back. And I was just really struggling to get out there and I was tossed about the waves. I really had, I had not a lot of control, to be totally honest. I'm just trying to get out the back to catch a few. That's the sort of picture that we get here of what it's like when we don't speak the word of God to each other. What happens is we're just tossed about by the culture of the day, tossed about by what well, could be false teaching, um, crafty and the, the, the cunning and crafty false teachers, like some leaf in the breeze, like me trying to paddle out in a bombo yesterday. We hold fast to the truth, you see, by sticking to the tr- uh, sticking, uh, speaking the truth to one another. And therefore our foundation is sure and firm. It's, it's, it's the word of God. So we must encourage each other, build each other up in that word. Conversations shaped by the word of God. Conversation of spiritual significance that builds up in love. Friends, be, being a Christian is not always easy. Being a follower of Jesus is not always easy. There are challenges, aren't there? Sometimes there are very personal challenges. Sometimes there are trials and temptations that we go through. We will go through those things. But we can't and we must not do it on our own. The Bible is very clear on that. To neglect church is not only, well, it's not only sinning against God, it's, it's sinning against his people who we're told to meet with and build each other up in love. Well, this leads, I think, to our next passage, which was about speaking the word of God and building each other up in love in, in gospel conversations. That's Hebrews 3. Hebrews 3 says, Sin is powerful. Encourage each other so you won't be hardened by it. Let's read the next one. So Hebrews 3, 12 to 14. See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. But encourage one another daily, as long as it's called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We have come to share in Christ if indeed we hold our original conviction firmly to the very end. Do you see the purpose of encouragement? Do you catch it there? I've given it away there. Well, the pur- be encouraged one another daily. The purpose of encouragement for Christian people, and note that it says brothers and sisters, so the writer of Hebrews is writing to the church He's not writing to one person, he's writing to a group of people. The purpose of encouragement is to guard against sin. Because being a Christian is tough sometimes. We need each other. So the purpose of encouragement, those gospel conversations, building each other up in the word of God, is to guard each other against sin so that our hearts won't be hardened. This means what we say to each other is important, but how we speak to each other is also important too. It has the potential to build up, but it also has the potential to tear down. Let me take you back to Ephesians 4. I'll just put it up on the screen. This is a great one to put on your fridge. Um, I, I learnt this, I learnt this uh, a long time ago, and I'm, I'm, I need to relearn it, actually. I'm pretty good at it. But listen to what, it, what the Apostle Paul says to the church at Ephesus. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs so that it may benefit those who listen. Good one to learn, isn't it? Uh, get in your head. Gossip, speculation, uh, there's, there's examples of unwholesome talk, aren't they? Uh, that doesn't build up. And so if we're serious about following Jesus then, uh, and, and his word to us today, then we'll take no part in it. Uh, I, I always suggest to people, well, if you can't, walk away. 
walk away or, or put a stop to it. You know, you can say, hey, let's not go there. You know, let's not go there. Um, let's not worry about that. Let's talk about something else. Stay well clear. Instead, as God's church, what are we to do? Well, this next patch just helps us. Rather than using words that tear down, we use words that build up. In fact, we have the word of Christ dwell in us richly. It's our last little passage here, and then I'll give you my hot tips. Okay, here we go. So Colossians 3, we'll go from verse 14. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful. Let the message, that's the, it's the same word as, as word in the Greek, it's a logos, it is actually. Uh, so let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. What does that look like, sound like, feel like? But think about that. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. How are you going to do that? And you can do it whether speaking to each other or singing to each other. There you go. We've done a lot of speaking to each other in the past. Now we can sing to each other. It's good. Let the word of, Christ, let the word of God dwell in you. So let it dictate your conversations. Let it shape let it motivate. Let it be in you as you talk to each other. Okay. Let's have a look what this looks like in practice. Uh, as we continue to build, speaking the truth in love over a cuppa. I hope we do have morning tea today. Morning tea today? That'd be disappointing if we didn't hang around anyway. Um, I think we do. Anyway, that's Okay. Let me share some uh, what I've called hot tips. It's not, um, as we say in our family, it's not you know, rocket surgery. Um, but it is, um, uh, it's pretty simple, really. We pray. First tip, we pray. We pray before the meeting. We've talked a lot about that. We pray during the meeting for what I've called gospel conversations. Pray for them. Pray that after the meeting you'll have some good conversations with people as we continue to, to gather together. Pray that you'll be an encouragement that you won't use words that tear down and that you can build others up as you speak the word of God to someone. That's tip number one. Pray about it. Tip number two for speaking the word of God to someone, uh, share stories of grace. Now, are you a follower of Jesus? If you're a follower of Jesus, well, share how that came about. In fact, it's probably better ask someone else if they're a follower of Jesus to share how that came about. How did, how did, it, how did it happen for you? How did it... When, Jesus, when you started following Jesus, how did it work out? Now today is a great opportunity to do that because I've given you permission. There you go. All right. Easy as. Graham said we should talk about this. All right, let's talk about that. Let's do it. Um, just, just share. Hey, how did you become a Christian? I've never heard your story. You might have known them for 30 years. Um, never heard the story. Lots of other stories of grace you can share. Uh, maybe during the week, something that God was working in your life. Just a great thing to share. And today, today, you could ask people, hey, how was your week? How was your week with God? You know, do you want to share something? I've given you permission. Go for it. Third tip, talk about the sermon. I always say try to be specific as you can because um, I wouldn't just ask, so what did you think of the sermon? And they go, it was nice. I had that someone, someone said to me once. 
when I was um, preaching, and they shook their hand at the door, and they, and they um, said, thank you for the sermon, it was nice. You know, a chocolate cake's nice, not a sermon. Anyway, try to be specific. So, um, <laughs> try... Uh, this is why writing notes is helpful, because you've written something down. Um, but maybe, you know, you can, hey, remember when Graham spoke about speaking the truth in love? And that helps us not to be blown and tossed about by the waves. What do you think about that? Um, what sort of things in this world might blow us around and toss, about, toss us about in our faith? I don't know, that's just an example. You can, you can think of something specific to ask. You see, this type of um, speaking actually becomes infectious in the church. We, the more we do it, the easier it is, the more natural it is. Give it a go. Last tip, um, our last example of speaking the word of God to one another. And we're pretty good at doing this, and I hope we continue to do, do this. Welcome newcomers. Ask about their lives, you know, how they came to be here today. Uh, not, what are you doing here? That wouldn't go down well. No. <laughs> you know how to do it. But then you could, you could say, well, hey, this is how I started coming here. This was my story. Share your story about how you started coming here. Okay. Well, friends, um. I'm going to pray to each other. I encourage you, clearly, to hang around after the service and, um, and speak the word of God to one another. Encourage each other. Uh, make a start today. There will not be an easier time to do it. How about I pray? And then we'll see if there's any questions or comments. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for church. We thank you, Lord, that it's precious and special to you. And we pray, Lord, that we'd be an, we would be an encouragement to each other. Help us have good conversations uh, ask those questions that lead on to other things, uh, speaking the word of God to each other. Lord, thank you for your goodness and kindness to us. Uh, thank you that you love us. And we pray, Lord, um, that uh, yeah, you continue to grow your church here. We pray for next weekend too, as we have lots of visitors over Easter. Uh, we pray that you'd have, you would um, help us uh, to welcome uh, new people, visitors, uh, with open arms, just as you welcome us into your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen.